Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Darlin with Without You Here. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello, hello. Hi, Carl and Greg. Hey, Carl and Greg. 
<laughs> that was uh, very polished, wasn't it? A lot of things I like about that song. A few different yeah. things. I one thing I I really dug the the two singers. I, I love yeah. like, them individually, and then I think they work. They blended really well together. You know, they're you know? they're actually a husband wife duo. There you go. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And then um, what? Uh, they're from the UK. They yeah. are from the UK. And then I wow. got a little. I got a little bit of like. Hope no one takes offense to this, but I heard a little. It just reminded me briefly of remember that band from the 80s, Quarter Flash? Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's anything uh, derogatory about that at all. I mean, and then, and that then might we, be what they're shooting for, you know? And, and then some of their, and then some of the other parts, I got a little bit of like Hendrix all along the Watchtower toward, <laughs> and, and some of that, you know? like so. I, what I heard was like, you know, kind of, kind of polished rock production from the 90s, which is... That would be quarter flash, and then you know, like kind of heavier guitars, you know, a la Toto. Yeah, I thought I thought it was cool. They said a lot of people say, you know, I think what happened to the lead lead guitar solo in songs mm-hmm. these days? Mm-hmm. You know, it used mm-hmm. to be they were great, and they seem yep. to be like not not present these days. And it's great to see a nice lead, you know. They seem to be. They appear to be spending quite a bit of time on production. So, yeah, they are, and it's actually enjoyable. Without You Here is their latest single that they released on Valentine's Day. Oh, cool. So I was excited when they agreed to let us wait for their episode so that we could feature that as well. See that? What's your What's your take on Valentine's Day? I got I got into a bit of trouble on Valentine's Day. If you have Valentine's a girlfriend, Day. you know, it's good. If not... So I'm just a big holiday person in general. My family's always been so... For me, Valentine's Day is just as exciting as Christmas, and Kenzie's the same way. She loves just receiving presents and giving presents, so she was really excited to be able to give all of her little classmates like little cards, and she was excited when she came home yesterday and she had all these presents waiting for her. My husband is not the same, though. Valentine's Day could just be another day for him, I think, so I have mm-hmm. to remind mm-hmm. him, because mm-hmm. our first Valentine's Day together, he forgot. Granted, he was in the woods doing green beret training and whatnot but my grandmother i remember gave me a flower that day because i didn't get anything so you know why'd you get in trouble greg well because i you know the night before uh my wife said uh hey i'm gonna uh take off after after work and run a couple errands and it didn't even occur to me i'm so dense that she was going to go and buy me something for valentine's day and the the reality of it was when i discovered it I was like, why are you going to go slog through the stores? You know, you, you've been working all day. Don't do not do that. I don't need anything for Valentine's Day. And she was like, okay, you're right. Uh, we'll, we'll, just, uh, we'll just hang out. We'll just sit around, maybe go to dinner or something. So, But then I started to think about it. It's like, just because I don't want anything doesn't mean that she doesn't. So I ended up. I think I bought a plant, you know, the next day and <laughs> brought it to, to uh, and set it on her desk. But I could tell she was disappointed in my lack of well, now romantic. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, get you, I'll give you my bah humbug. Yeah. Val- your your va- bah humbug Valentine's Day edition. <laughs> People don't give gifts to be to give. People give <laughs> gifts to get. People give things because it's about their own want to be. So, oh, thank you. Uh, you no know one cares about 
especially on Dallas, you know, because like, because most times, you know, they go to like to, to Dwayne Reed or CVS, get those cheap Whitman chocolates, whatever, you know, and like a, <laughs> that stupid hard box, and all those candies stink. Walt Whitman, whatever the Whitman chocolates. Whitman's. I think it's all Whitman's. <laughs> I think it's his son's business, and then, um, <laughs> and then uh, he couldn't write poetry, so he made chocolates. So. And then, like you know, and then you get those cheapy, like you know, Bodega Roses, or, or yeah, you know, but they're uh, like uh, they cost a fortune because of the convenience of getting them at the drugstore. You know, like, like thirty dollars. Like, yeah. I heard something funny saying, "Don't you realize that as soon as a, a a rose is picked, it's dying?" So basically, what you're giving your person is a hospice case, <laughs> Some, something that you're going to watch die in your apartment. It's already yeah. dying, so you're just basically there to hold it for the next couple of days till. It, dead uh, I, I just you know i i could have it could have passed and i wouldn't have thought one thing about it but i think i did i was uh i think i was a bit uh i disappointed my wife tuesday and, i like tuesday at three thirty. um <laughs> I, you know for no reason honey I got no pre-planned card. Right, like, right, right, no, right. Shut up, man. And the thing is, too, I'm sorry, it's hijacked now by the greeting card company. Where, oh, yeah, of course. We're like, like, you know, I'm sorry, little kids ship me, give her their friends to Valentine's. It's a romantic holiday, a, lo- a boyfriend to a girlfriend, a wife to a husband. That's it. And I shouldn't be getting one for my mother or my grandmother. She's, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. She's not my Valentine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal in the schools that they decorate boxes. We have, well, mo- we have Mother's Day. That's uh, what I was going to say uh, is this is like Kenzie's first year actually like getting to give Valentine's to her classmates to and her understanding. Classmates. And right, she can right, write her right. own name now. So she was really excited to do that. But yeah. thankfully at the preschool level, they tame it. Like just bring a yeah. card in. No gifts, no nothing. Like just everyone kind of just gets a little card. Um, they do They do like a pizza lunch or whatnot for the kids and call it that i'm walking out of her classroom on friday because they did that's when they did their party and i'm like giving myself like the mom pat on the back like all right we got all the cards in we got all the kids names on it we're like we're good and these like elementary school kids walk in with these monstrosities of boxes that they've decorated over the top and i'm like oh this is what i have to look forward to this is not fun (laughs) (laughs) i remember third grade Third grade, Mrs. Maciosi's class, my mother was called down to the principal's office because Margaret Snyder's mother, Margaret came home hysterical from school on Valentine's Day because she gave me a Valentine and I didn't give her one back and I could care less. So like... (laughs) So, the names have been changed. No, that's her name. You know, like, you know, I'm going... And I was like, you know, I, I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> and it wasn't going to give her a valentine. Right. So, but but she got you. Well, she hurt my daughter. Anyway, stupid stuff. <laughs> I, I, I have something else to talk about. I was thinking, this is a question I have. Yep. Do you, do you think other podcasters like prepare for their podcasts? Do Maybe. You, do you think like they actually sit and have meetings and discuss, oh, discuss the week's upcoming It depends podcast. on what the topic is, but well, I think a lot of people prepare. Yeah. But I, well, I think, too, we're just like a different... I want, the, I want our, our followers to know this, is that, you know, Nicole, Greg, and I don't even talk during the week. We text. <laughs> occasional, <laughs> occasional, occasional text. And then we basically, I got to give credit, Nicole finds the artist a feature for the most right. part. And then... Right. And then Greg 
he, he's basically doesn't even get involved until it's time to go on the air, you know. And then, and then me too. Like I, I so, so basically, I want everyone to know we're just winging this. We don't know what we're doing, what we're talking about, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, 126 episodes later, I feel like we're at least in our groove. Like we kind of know what to expect when we get on here. Yeah, I, I, I think we have to be careful about expectations. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't, you know, I mean, I I continue to do this because I, it's it's somewhat enjoyable. I was thinking about it it's somewhat before, enjoyable. We got, before, before we started recording today. The idea is that I, I'm busy, you know, and you're busy. And I'm not busy. You're not busy? I mean, I, I always am signing on to record this podcast like two minutes before because we're supposed to start. Because you need to feel... Let me tell you something, Greg. You need to feel busy so you create this world of business around well, you. Well, maybe that's the case. You need to yeah. think that makes you feel alive. I don't need to be busy, so that's why I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing of it is, we get the same amount of stuff done. So obviously, well, it has nothing to do with anything except I, mind. I just believe that you know I'm going to continue to do the podcast regardless of whether or not it becomes or it meets the expectations of, of some advertiser or something. Yeah. Well, and I think we're... (laughs) We're just a different podcast, too, in the sense of, like, we don't have to prep for guests or figure out questions or get with PR companies and, like, see what the latest thing is that we can and cannot say to certain people. Like, a lot of the other podcasts, especially the more well-known mm. ones, they mm. always have a guest on. They always have to talk about something. And with us, I think it's just fun to be able to not have that pressure of, like, saying the wrong thing or asking the wrong question or, like, having to prep for something. Like, we just get on and we just say whatever we want to say. I had this argument with friends who go, like, why don't you have guests? Maybe you had some good guests, you'd have a bigger audience. I go, yeah. Tried. We've tried once or twice to do, like, the live artists, yeah, like, on here. with them? And it, it's not as good as it, when they're actually able to prepare and answer those like questions hurting, in a thoughtful It's like hurting place. cats dealing with artists. Yeah. And- Except the one, whatever band it was, what was it, last February? It had to be around this time that had the, the dishwasher, the sink running, and they were doing yeah. dishes while they were answering. Yeah. They that could was, have prepared a little bit better. That was no, interesting. No, I think they were perfect. They're exactly our, <laughs> our kind of guest. Yeah, we we have mentioned them on numerous occasions, yeah. right? So I know. I, uh, I don't remember their names, but uh, you know, we, we mentioned their appearance. I think we just keep doing it. We do a couple hundred episodes, and then we see if there's, like, you know, kind of a chemistry that would... Uh, Episode 6009. Prompt <laughs> us to do something different, you know? Another bone. So, picking bones here. So, you know, we make a big deal of the Super Bowl um, halftime show, right? Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a... You know what? But, I, but let, me, <laughs> let me give you my two cents on this. You know, they, they I've seen reviews. It's the worst halftime show ever, blah, blah, blah. You know what? It was as good as any other stupid halftime show in the last 30 years. It's Rihanna doing her stuff. She lip syncs so poorly. I didn't think so. She lip synced fine. It's these stupid levels, all these dancers. It's what it was, you know? I'm not a fan. I thought it was okay. I thought it was visually interesting, and right. I thought... But, I, exactly. Actually, you know what? I was relieved it wasn't lewd. Well, I wouldn't say it wasn't lewd because I actually did not watch it because um, Sean was at the fire department, so I had Kenzie with me. And 
I just know from past Super Bowl halftime shows that they're not really family friendly most of the yeah, time. Yeah, this was not so, lewd in the least. I mean, no, she grabbed her crotch a couple times. Yeah, but, but like, I don't but, need Kenzie watching that and being like, "Mommy, yeah. let me go do that now," because that's yeah. the stage that they're in. So, but like, you know, McCartney and and Prince and you two and I don't Tom think Petty. McCartney grabbed his crotch. No, I don't think he did. Thank you. The did. Stones did it. You know. Anyway, but then again. I got to say this. I thought Chris Stapleton's Star Spangled Banner was pretty great. Uh, that w- he, it was fantastic. You know, he, he I'm was just like, not a fan. Really? I, I hate to, ad- I hate to admit it. I love him. Uh, because I I'll tell could. you what's wrong with me and Chris Stapleton. Tell me. Greg Allman. What about Greg Allman? I, if I want to hear somebody sing that way, I'll listen to Greg Allman. I think that he's a poor comparison to... That style of blues singer. I don't agree. I, I don't agree. Well, different people can do different things. Yes. I don't think yep. Greg Allman owns that. You know, I think. I don't think he owns it. I just prefer to listen to him versus Stapleton. It, it doesn't. I mean, by all accounts, he's he's a great artist, and by all accounts, yeah, he's so, a great guy, like, and by all accounts, he's a great writer. I I just it just doesn't appeal to me. I've heard it a thousand times before. Your personal taste was not well, met. Well, we, we hate your right, personal right. taste. And, <laughs> and, and, and how, dare, of, how well, dare you share your personal taste on our podcast? <laughs> exactly. And speaking of your personal taste, too, I had a reminder, because I forget which one of you it was, but Pink's new album comes out soon, apparently. I like me some Pink. I like Pink. I like musically, I think she's more, I don't, again, I don't know these people, but just from the yep. few little bits, clips I've seen her talk and the way she acts, she seems like she has more integrity in her person than a lot of these other artists. Yep. That's what I kind of... And she can sing her butt off. She can sing. And she, not even right. that. She also knows how to put on a good show. Like Yeah, she exactly. does like like acrobats, right? She She's she like, like a, the Cirque du Soleil Right, right, right. She's crazy. <laughs> Let's see Stapleton pull that off. So I do actually, this episode, have a listener question for Carl. A listener, okay. Yes. Someone actually listens to this? <laughs> yes, yeah, someone does listen to it, and they, they have graciously to... asked me to ask you a question. Okay. And there's a reason behind it. So the intro music for the podcast is actually one of Carl's songs, Dorothy, that we, I think, forget what episode it was, but we finally told everyone what it was. Right. So the listener question is, why did you name the song Dorothy, and how did you come up with it? Um, the reason why it's called Dorothy, again, in my reason why I call it Dorothy, Dorothy's been asking why is life so hard. It's basically, it's about the Wizard of Oz person. Like, you know, like, you know, life is all this, it seems like you got to be searching for Oz, and I could have did it myself and clipped my own heels. Well, it's all that, it's supposed to be like encapsulate all that Wizard of Oz imagery in the word Dorothy. You know, that's interesting, Carl, because that's exactly what I thought, but I was having a conversation with my wife recently, and she said, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. His mom's na- name was Dorothy. So the reason the listener asked this question is because her name is Dorothy and it's not necessarily a very commonplace name nowadays. So she just related to the song and she was curious. She's also my grandmother. Um, So she just wanted to know from your, you know, lips to her ears what that actually meant because she listens to the podcast every week. I wrote about this girl, Nicole, I met years ago, her grandmother. (laughs) 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 But no, she... uh, they really like the 9420 playlist, so they've kind of gone through it, and my grandmother picked up on it. So, 
Why don't we listen to another song by Darling called New Sad Song? But before we hear that, why don't we hear about Bongo Java? Because we haven't spoken about our unofficial official sponsor in a while. When are they, when are they gonna like just send us a check? <laughs> <laughs> or at least a cease and desist. Yeah, something. There you go. Let us know you're listening. This episode is officially, unofficially sponsored by Bongo Java. Bongo Java, the birthplace of the 9420 podcast. While Bongo Java got its start a year earlier than 9420 in 1993, in 1994, Carl and Greg's relationship got started. And in 2020, Carl and Greg visited Bongo Java to create this podcast that you listen to. For more information on Bongo Java, go to bongojava.com.
man, that's a big, it's a big sound. I'm amazed that there are so many. Again, there are so many of the same like recording production things they do that we're still doing for the last 40 years, man. Dun, yep. dun, dun. It, it's and, and they still sound good when you do them, but they're just tried Depressed, and true. chunky stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. Am I, I saying anything? I don't well, know. I mean, we've we talked about we've talked about it in the past, and uh, I still believe it's true. I I don't think that anything has come down the pike in the last fifteen or twenty years that everybody stops and says, "Whoa, hold up, right. this is com- something completely different." You know, I mean, Billie Eilish got a little bit close, right? Because I had not heard stuff like that be compelling to the masses but i think really the last time it happened was probably nirvana where right, right, right. those records completely blew everybody's minds it's like what is this you know right well yeah so but, it, but then again does something have to be completely original to be really great or can can it be derivative or or derived from or, or what's the word not derived but uh influenced by whatever you want to call it well, yeah, and, sure. I think that I think that's what we got going on. I think that po- that's popular music. That's the mm-hmm. definition of it. Mm-hmm. It's made to be popular, and therefore it becomes popular because it sounds familiar. I mean, I I, I, I totally get that. I don't consider that to be um, derogatory in any way. But I I do believe that music advances by people creating things that are completely new. I, I heard, I've, I've mentioned this many times, but I heard sounds on Kate Bush albums that I had never heard before, that the human ear was not accustomed to hearing. And so I want people to make that kind of music. I want them to right. go, you know, push the genres that forward. And ladies know? and gentlemen, did you know that nothing here today is scripted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As evidenced by that last little tirade I went on. We're just winging this. (laughs) Well, speaking of winging it, we did ask Darling our questions of the week. And from across the pond. Yes. I was going to say that. I hate that stupid expression. Across across the the pond. I don't like it either. It's it's an ocean, man. Across the ocean. People... Know what you're saying. Yeah, when I you know say it's so it. stupid. As with most cliches. All right. So the first question that we ask them is to tell us a little bit about themselves. So we are Darlin. We are a six-piece from Hertfordshire and Essex. Um, we launched about four months ago, but we were put together during lockdown. So we've had uh, a, a long time to get ourselves ready for the release we've been really really lucky we've we've released four singles um in the past four months which has been something that we've been obviously working towards for some time now um we've been really really fortunate to be supported by radio one and kerrang and xfm who have just been really really supportive of everything that we do um, and we are starting to play live shows this spring very exciting I have a new, I have a new um, theory. What is it? I think the reason why the Beatles became so famous in America is because the way they talked. Probably, I could listen to, I could listen to English people they talk just, all day. They just because we're so used to like you know all the idiots that we have, like Elvis Presley, and then you got these guys coming in. With, I'm telling you, it was the English accent. It's refreshing, right? 
if the Beatles did exactly what they did, but came from like Jersey, it wouldn't have. Oh happened. yeah, they probably would not have made it. <laughs> anyway, um, but what's nice is he said that they are starting to play shows this spring. Their first show together is actually this Thursday tomorrow. So on on February sixteenth, oh, cool. they'll be playing their first show yeah, in St. Albans. It's in England. It is in England, so we can't go see it. But if anyone's in England and they want to go, look up Darling because they'll be playing in St. Albans. What else do we ask these guys? So we asked them to tell us what music artists have inspired your career so far. Um, so I would say maybe one of the biggest influences for us is Fleetwood Mac. Um, we do get compared to Fleetwood Mac quite a lot and uh, Paramore. I think that we have that uh you know, country vibe, harmonies, but also that punchy feel as well. And also other artists uh, that I guess have influenced us are the 1975, Kate Bush, Peter Gabriel and Clean Cut Kids, just all incredible artists that we've like drawn inspiration from. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. To me, that it makes it, sense. Fleetwood Mac is... Peter uh, Gabriel, you know, it, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my my top four artists... Yeah, you talk about Peter Gabriel it, It's lot, uh, it's Well, when I sing, believe it or not, you know, I thought I was always emulating... Peter Gabriel. I thought, you know, hmm, I, I, you know, know I, I love the Beatles, Bowie, Queen, and Peter Gabriel. Those are my four top. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've seen them all. And probably the best show I ever saw was Peter Gabriel in Forest Hills. You know, it was like the Chuck the Monkey tour. I think I've mentioned that already. He's he was great. Anyway, so did we ask? Um, Darling, Greg's favorite question? We did. They answered our new favorite question, which is, if there was one service that was needed in the industry for indie music artists, what would it be? And this is from England. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think the main thing that uh, we all lack right now is some sort of guidance on how to navigate this digital world that we've all found ourselves in. Um, The world of social media is quite a scary one, but can also be great for new bands. Um, As Dan had already said, we've had some great achievements just from being a social media band without playing any gigs and I think your social media is very important but it's about learning how to um, sort of intertwine that with your brand and with your live performance and everything every other aspect of the band so yeah just some sort of guidance or management for young bands that's um, perhaps cheap easily obtainable and um, honest I think what one interesting thing with with regard to that comment is he said if it's cheap right they actually have the advantage of not to my knowledge uh, does payola get you very far on Radio 1. I think that uh, you can probably uh, get added there and a lot of people can hear your music without having to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on the take. Whereas if you come over here, you're going to have to hire someone for thousands of dollars. But I think and that's they're- what they're looking for, though. It's almost like the medium between... Um, payola and a person that's not so expensive and not so uh, like out of the range of what they can do but actually does the work they say they're gonna do and get results because they i mean the last thing they said was also honest and i mean nowadays there's so many people that say we can do this and we can do that and all they're doing is sending an email and they don't do anything i mean i i 100 understand that there is that kind of missing almost middleman for new artists just starting out if they don't necessarily have that person that's in their corner. I love the idea that they recognized radio as being important. Mm-hmm. And so if I could if I could come up with something wherein people could get new access to the radio and we could have a renaissance of radio and somebody would be willing to do something about how much money it costs to end up on these stations... 
I think that would be a huge advantage to new artists coming up. If you didn't have to participate in payola or whatever the hell's going on with the independent record promotion world so that, you know, it cost a million dollars to put a single all over the country on and chart on American radio. That that's uh that's exclusionary. On that excellent Greg uh note, do we want to say anything else or are we done with this? Now you answered the one question I, I was told to ask, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so uh I think I think before we go, I think after Don't Hang Up we have one more song by uh we do so we have one more song by darling called velvet so make sure that you listen all the way through because that will be after my spiel um but we're gonna get on out of this episode (laughs) so get on out man (laughs) all right everyone thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast for everything that we spoke about you can go to our website which is 9420.com that is the numbers 94 and the letters t-w-e-n-t-y until next time we'll talk to y'all later
Hey, hey, hey.